I wonder if we could reconstruct Luke chapter 2. So I want you to work with me. So this is participatory. So you've seen part of it in video clip. You've heard part of it just read to you. So some of you have been in church a long, long time. And so you almost have Luke 2 memorized. So at the beginning of Luke 2, something happens in the Roman Empire. What happens? Just shout it out. A census. A census. So Caesar decides that he wants to count all the people. And so the people had to do something. They had to go to their hometown. There's a man in this story. His name is Joseph. And Joseph came from a specific town, Bethlehem, because he was from the line of David. That's right. And so Joseph wasn't just by himself. He had somebody with him. Who was that? Mary. Only Mary had something with her. But she was pregnant. She was about to have a baby. And so they go to Bethlehem. And while they were there, what happened? She gave birth to a baby boy. And she wrapped him in cloths. And where did she put him at the Hyatt Regency? In a manger, which is probably a cave, you know, in the back, okay? That night, there were some people hanging around in the hills. Who were they? Shepherds. What were they doing? Watching their flock by night. That's exactly right. And so suddenly, what happened to them? An angel showed up. And the angel had news. What kind of news? Good news of great joy for all people. The Savior, the King, had been born that night in Bethlehem. And so all of a sudden, a group of angels appear. And what do they do? They're singing and praising God. They're making a lot of noise. So what happens next? What do the shepherds do? They're afraid. You know, it's important. Anytime an angel appears in the Bible, the very first thing out of their mouth is, don't be afraid. In other words, you're going to live. It's okay. Right? So they're afraid. What do they do next? They hurry along. They run to Bethlehem. And they end up at Bethlehem and they see baby Jesus. Okay? So... Good job. Good job, gang. You can reconstruct the story. So I want you imagine for a moment with me that it's three o'clock in the morning. It's three o'clock in the morning and every prediction about the big blizzard has come true. It's 25 degrees and it's snowing like crazy. And just off US 27 at the Kentucky Highway Department garage, a group of guys have showed up, snowplow drivers. And they're there, they've got their gloves on, they've got their big hats on, they've got their leather boots on, their coveralls, their thick jackets, and they're ready. And these guys are standing around in a circle at the big entrance to the salt dome sipping coffee out of styrofoam cups, when all of a sudden, whoosh, an angel appears, right? A bright light. Imagine, imagine. And if you'll go through the next couple of slides, you'll see what these guys look like. The angels don't show up on TV. They don't appear on the White House lawn. They don't show up outside Governor Bevan's mansion. Nope, they show up outside of a highway department garage just outside of Nicholasville, Kentucky, in the middle of nowheres. Well, we're close to Lexington. (laughs) Okay, 
these guys, these snowplow drivers are on the outskirts. They're on the margins. We don't tend to think about guys like this unless there's a blizzard. We don't. And so it's these types of people that God wants to know about his good news first. Shepherds, if we'll go to the next couple of slides, shepherds were just doing their job that night in Bethlehem. They were tending sheep. (laughs) It's really exciting work, let me tell you. No. So shepherds don't have glamorous jobs. They're not sophisticated. Shepherds are blue-collar workers of the first century. They're just like snowplow drivers. And you don't think about them until you need them. It's interesting to me that the angels show up not outside Herod's palace in Jerusalem, not outside the temple so that the high priest and all the priests can see, not even outside of Rome so that Caesar can see. Where do the angels show up? The angels show up outside of Bethlehem to shepherds who are just doing what they do every single night, tending sheep. God made a statement about who would receive the good news first. It went out to guys who were tending sheep, blue-collar guys, who were not well-connected, not well-positioned. They weren't part of the elite. But this good news was for everyone. The king had come. The Savior had been born. And his name is Jesus. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 17, something happens. This is what it says. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And people were astonished. Let's be real, grown-ups. Part of the reason they were astonished is because they were thinking to themselves, you drunk? (laughs) Have you been drinking on the job again, Earl? Is this one of those shepherd's tales? We've heard about those. You know, the big bad wolf. Yeah, we've heard you, so, <laughs> right? But they were astonished, either incredulously or if they thought the shepherds were giving them the right stick, the right story, they were astonished. Did you know that we have good news to share? We've been talking about it in the grown-up room for the last several weeks. We have good news to share. And it's not just... Jesus, it's a, for a lot of us, it's what God has done in and through us and for us. We have some stories, don't we? Let me ask you a question, and this is a participatory part too, right? What are some ways that you can share good news? Shout them out. What are some ways you can share good news? Facebook. What? Twitter. Instagram. So I'm getting social media letters. Are there some other ways to share with people? In person, yep. Text messages. Email. So, you, workplace. Telegram, like it. Oh, you mean Telegram, the, the app? No, you mean Telegram 1895. Okay. Here's an important question The people who were in Bethlehem that night. Did those people see the angels? We don't know, but our best guess would be no. They learn about the angels from the shepherds. 
So did the people in the city hear the angels? Probably not. The shepherds did. Here's what I know about your life. There are some things God has done in you and through you. There are some things God has done for you that's actually when other people hear it and see it, it's good news. Because they're like, well, if God did that for them, then maybe, just maybe, God will do things in my life. And it's a faith builder thing. So in a minute, I'm going to give you an opportunity. You can go to one of these two tables and you can write something down on a post-it note and you can literally just come and stick it on the wall underneath one of these good news banners, all right? Maybe it's something God's done for you. For those of you that are at a point where you're like, you know, I've had a hard time seeing God this year. Maybe you could articulate one good thing in your life. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's the fact that, hey, despite everything, you're eating okay, (laughs) right? But one good thing, but for a lot of us, There's something that we can point to that's God's work in our life. So I'm going to give you a few minutes right now. You can draw a picture. You can write it down, but stick it underneath one of these banners. I'm going to give you about three or five minutes to do this, and then we'll start a video while you're finishing up, and then we're going to sing a little bit more. So you got this? So on your mark, get set. When you're ready, write something down and stick it on one of our gospel walls. Gospel walls. Gospel walls.